Hello and welcome to Oh for the Love of Books, the show that gives tidbits of interesting facts about books and a bit of narration from the books I read. I'm your host, Jessica, and today we're going to talk about what you call a person who loves books and loves to read. Also, a little piece from Operation Canine Brothers by Sandra Owens. So what do you call a love of books and a book lover? Well, here's what I found. Bibliophilia or bibliophiliaism is the love of books. The definition is great or excessive love of books. Also, enthusiastic or extreme interest in collecting books. A person who loves to read is a bibliophile or bookworm. The classic bibliophile is one who loves to read, admire, and collects books, often amassing a large and specialized collection. Bibliophiles usually possess books that they love or that hold special value, as well as old editions with unusual bindings, audiographed, or illustrated copies. According to Arthur H. Minster, the private collecting of books was a fashion indulged in many Romans. The term bibliophile entered the English language in 1824. Well, I'm also trying to find the definition for a person who listens to audiobooks, but I can't find one. Would they be considered a bookworm also? Well, I looked around and I did find audiophilia, but what that says, it's the state or condition of an audiophile, or the state of one who listens to high-fidelity equipment solely for the quality of reproduction. So to me, that doesn't sound like it's a bookworm. But if anybody knows, could you let me know? I'm curious to find out. Well, I am definitely a bookworm, but I don't have collections. My mom and I share all the books. We ask for gift cards for birthdays, Christmases, or whatever, so we can go on a book shopping spree. It's not unusual for us to walk out of the store with about 10 to 15 new books at a time. My mom will read them first, as she reads a lot faster than me. For a 350 to 400 page novel, she can get it done in about a day. But she's retired. And I still think she skips pages or words or whatever, because I can read the same novel and it'll take me about four to five days. Well, I'm also holding down a full-time job. Then when I'm done, I pass them on so others can enjoy them. We've been doing this for many years now. When we started, some of the books were a little bit racy. I was a bit uncomfortable when we discussed if we liked the book or not. Uh, Now it's like, oh, this was a good book, but there is a lot of sex and needs more suspense or blood or, you know, killings or whatever. I've also suggested audiobooks to her, but she just says she likes the feel of the book in her hand. And I do too, but I also enjoy audiobooks just as much, so I keep on trying to get her to try them. And then on a similar topic, here's a piece from a new author that my mother and I decided to try. 
Uh, her name is Sandra Owens, and this is Operation Canine Brothers. Stupid me, I trusted you, said the voice on the other end of the phone. Jack Daniels, whiskey to his seal teammates, blinked sleepy eyes at his bedside clock. Three in the morning sucked for getting angry calls from women. What the hell had he done to this one? Who's this? That was the wrong thing to say. Jack held the phone away from his ear in an effort to save his hearing. He didn't recognize the number on the screen. Her voice wasn't familiar either. Sweetheart, he said, interrupting her tirade. You sure you have the right number? Even though her voice and phone number didn't ring any bells, he couldn't say for sure he wasn't the douchebag along with some other impressively creative name she was calling him in question. Ah, oh, hell, now she was crying. How could you? She said, her words slightly slurred. She hung up on him. After 30 minutes of trying to get back to sleep, Jack let out a long sigh. How could he what? That question was going to bug him until he got an answer. Although her voice hadn't been at all familiar, he'd liked it. Even when she'd been calling him names, he grinned. Sewer-sucking slime ball and twat waffle were good, but his favorite was doggy doo. That one had a nice ring to it. He got out of bed and padded into the living room where he'd left his laptop. Dakota sighed in resignation before hoisting herself up from her dog bed, her nails clicking on the wood floor as she followed him. She liked her sleep, something he interrupted too often for her taste because of his nightmares. At least they weren't occurring every night anymore. She sat near his leg and peered up at him with worried eyes. Not a nightmare this time, girl. We got a mystery on our hands. What do you think of that? She knew him inside and out, knew from the tone of his voice that he wasn't weighed down by his memories this time. Once she determined he didn't need her comfort, she made two circles, got her damaged leg under her, then curled up on the floor at his feet, apparently liking her sleep more than mysteries. Jack was intrigued, though. His interest in something flared for the first time since coming home. It only took a few minutes to find a name and address attached to the phone number. Nicole Masters, currently living in Asheville. Nope, not ringing one little bell in his memory bank of female acquaintances or hookups. It was possible he'd forgotten one, but not likely. He had a good memory, especially for women. And she had a sexy voice he was sure he wouldn't have forgotten. Jack stared absently at the half-moon framed by the window. Coming to a decision, he nodded. All right, Nikki girl, you have me curious. As his teammates would tell anyone who asked, get on Whiskey's radar and all bets were off. He showered and after staring at himself for a minute in the mirror, he shaved off his beard. Seeing his face for the first time in months, he felt naked. At sunrise, Jack made a recon run on one Nicole Masters. Her house was a cute little bungalow near the River Arts District of Asheville, North Carolina. 
as soon as he downloaded her Facebook profile picture to his phone, he knew that he had never met her. There was no way he'd forget that face. He should let it go, but she fucking cried, believing he was the cause that couldn't stand. And yeah, he recognized that his reasoning was skewed. She thought he was some other douchebag, but Jack couldn't get her voice out of his head. Then there were her eyes, warm golden brown. Were they as beautiful in person as they were in the photo? But it was her smile that drew him. It was an honest smile, and he sensed that Nicole Masters was a happy person. That some faceless man had made her cry didn't sit well. It creeped him out a little that he was stalking her, and it sure as hell would her if she knew. But he needed to learn where she worked. Once he knew that, he'd come up with a plan to meet her in a way that wouldn't freak her out. Besides, he had nothing better to do. He was on medical leave after getting too up close and personal with an IED. Dakota had saved his life by putting herself in front of him and pushing him back, in all likelihood preventing him from being blown to bits. She'd been severely injured and almost lost her hind leg. Thank God she'd survived, though, and was now recuperating along with him. He would be returning to his team. She would not. She'd served her time and saved the lives of many of his brothers, along with his, and had earned her retirement. But it was preying on his mind. Dakota needed him. But he'd have to leave her behind when he was healed enough to go back. The problem was that he didn't know who to give her to. It had to be someone both he and Dakota trusted and the only names that came to mind were his teammates. Because he'd given himself a deadline, two more months to get his arm and shoulder in shape, he was running out of time to make a decision. Since there was a VA hospital in Asheville, he'd come home as soon as he'd been released from Walter Reed Bethesda Medical Center. After a month in the hospital, first in Germany and then at Walter Reed, he'd been ecstatic to leave that place behind. Physical therapy on his arm and shoulder was a bitch, but the sooner he was healed, the sooner he could get back to his team. The first thing he'd done after getting out of the hospital was to track down Dakota. He almost hadn't recognized her. She'd been curled up in the corner of the kennel, rib bone showing, eyes dull and fur lackluster. At the sight of him, she tried to stand, only to fall over when she put weight on her damaged leg. Since she belonged to the military, he had to call in some favors and get her released to him. But he'd been relentless in making that happen. When he'd first brought her home, she had been depressed and lethargic. And Jack thought she'd as much as given up. Thankfully, she came a long way. And except for her leg, she was back to the dog she'd been before the bomb. At precisely eight, Nicole Masters appeared wearing a blue and white striped dress and white sandals. Jack blew out of breath as she walked down the steps of her little porch, a mug in one hand and the end of a leash in the other. She was gorgeous. 
Her shoulder-length hair was a riot of curls in a fascinating mix of colors, reds, golds, and browns. A man could happily get lost in all that hair. She was tall, which he liked, and a little on the thin side, which he didn't like, made him want to feed her. He wasn't close enough to hear what she was saying to the puppy straining at the other end of the leash, but the dog was completely ignoring her. Jack could have told her that that little beast was going to keep winning their test of wills unless and until she positioned herself as the alpha dog in their relationship. The puppy finally lifted a leg and watered a bush. The woman disappeared back inside with her little friend, and then a few minutes later walked out with a purse over her shoulder and the dog still on his leash. Jack followed her to the River Arts District. After she parked and exited her car with her dog, he waited a few minutes before heading for the renovated warehouse she'd entered. As soon as he walked in, the aroma of coffee caught his attention, and he headed for the small concession stand. While he waited for his order, he scanned the area. Artists on both sides of the aisles were setting up their tables and booths for the day. It was a mix of arts and crafts. Next to the coffee stand, an older couple had a display of landscape paintings, waterfalls, mountain sunsets, and a few of downtown Asheville. Directly across the aisle was a booth filled with stained glass pieces. It was a cool place, one he'd have to come back and investigate when he wasn't on a mission. A puppy bark caught his attention, and coffee in hand, he headed for it. In the middle of the building, he found his target standing in front of a long table loaded with pottery, tangled up in the leash her puppy had wrapped around her legs. He taken you prisoner? Jack said. She glanced over at him with laughter in those golden brown eyes, and his heart thump-skipped in his chest. That had never, ever happened before. And he almost turned and walked away. A female-induced twitchy heart wasn't his thing. Then she leaned precariously like a tree about to topple over. Jack dropped his coffee on the table next to her and was at her side in time to catch her before she landed face-first on the cement floor. Damn, she smelled good. Like vanilla and maybe almonds. Whatever it was, it made his mouth water. Um, you can let me go now. And there was that throaty voice that had kept him awake last night. Do I have to? He winked to let her know he was teasing. Not really. And then he made sure she was steady on her feet before crouching down in front of the puppy. Hey, buddy. He said, putting one hand on the dog's rear end. Jack lifted his gaze to his new fantasy. What's his name? Rambo. Here's the deal, Rambo. When I say sit, you're going to plant your butt on the ground. He pushed down on Rambo's rear end while pressing the palm of his other hand to the puppy's nose. Sit. Still keeping his hand on the dog, he had to repeat the command a second time when the little guy tried to climb into his lap. Rambo wasn't stupid. He recognized Jack was the alpha and kept his butt glued to the ground this time. Although he did wiggle his rear end, 
All that puppy energy make it impossible to sit completely still. But he kept his gaze on Jack, as if waiting for his next instructions. Good boy. Jack gave him a chin scratch as a reward. Wow, how did you do that? As soon as the puppy heard her voice, he tried to jump up her legs, his tail furiously wagging. She laughed, a musical sound that Jack liked a lot. A combination of things, using my hands to signal what he needs to do for one, but mostly the tone of my voice. Can you show me? That would be an affirmative. Jack took a moment to rein in his lust before lifting his eyes to hers. I can help you train him. He took the end of the leash from her hand and unwound it, freeing her legs. Wasn't his fault if the leash was so tight that his fingers brushed across her skin as he performed his chore. Not that it was a chore in any way, shape, or form. The goosebumps that rose where he touched her pleased him. She wasn't immune to him. Are you a professional dog trainer? How much truth to tell her? Most of it. Just not the stalking part. That was entirely too creepy. He stood keeping the leash and tightening it so that Rambo had to stay by his legs. Well, if you want more, you'll have to grab the book or the audiobook. But let me tell you, it is a great story. It also deals with some pretty heartbreaking issues that the military people go through when they come back from service. If there are any military people listening, thank you with all my heart. Well, that concludes my episode for today. I want to thank you all who have taken the time from your day to listen to me talk. I hope you found the information I gave you interesting. For those who are interested, next week's podcast is going to be about the longest words. I won't try to say them, though. I will spell them out. So if you want to grab something to jot it down and give the pronunciations a try, go for it. If you like my podcast, subscribe to my show or please send me an email to jessvicvoice at outlook.com. That's J-E-S-S-V-I-C-V-O-I-C-E at outlook.com with your thoughts and questions. I'd love to read some of them out on the show. Thank you again, and please join me next week on Oh for the Love of Books. And as always, dream big and keep reading.